see that often that people go tapping into the energy world or the mindful world, uh, the mindful energy world with me if they go combining the things. And then they are not really approaching it from the point of compassion, seeing how the world is changing, not only from the knowledge perspective, but from the energy and the sentience, the feeling perspective. And it's a lot. It's so hard to take. So we have to bring in this space of it's okay the way it is. And I am doing what I can be doing, which often is way less than you need to do. <laughs> and practices every day. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, beautiful beings, to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. You found yourself on a weekly episodic spiritual mystical trip into the deep dives of all that you are so you could pull back the layers restricting health, alignment and love and share that frequency of love to all the people that are important, the people that are empowering and, and lighting up your world. Today, you found yourself on an episode where we're going to go deeply into all things mystical and spiritual here today. And I'm going to have the pleasure to introduce my beautiful guest here in a second. But if you've found your way to the Cosmic Love Antenna and you are new here, I want to greet you with some love and some light. Welcome to the show. If you are a returning guest, I feel you. I see you. Thank you for coming back to this platform, to this space. Remember that you can you can support this family and this broadcast by sharing this episode out with some friends that you feel can connect and resonate with what we're going to dive deeply into today. If you're looking to add a bit of feedback of your of your resonance and some of the things you got from this show, remember you can always go to Apple and Spotify and leave your reviews over there, and that really helps the broadcast, get to more souls that might need this kind of conversation. <laughs> As I get started now, I want to introduce the beautiful being, the beautiful heart I get to have a chat with today on this show. Jali Vasala is a powerful being that works with the clairvoyant spiritual sense. She is a clairvoyant master healer. She's a mindful energy coach. And just to be honest, she is a very loving soul that I've had the pleasure to already connect to in many ways. And today, what we're going to talk about is all things clairvoyance. What is it? How do we break it down? How do we start to ignite it? How does it take us on our healing path of love and light? What does trauma have to do with it? Surprise, surprise here on the show. And so much more. With all that, my beautiful friend, welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Hello. How are you feeling? Thank you so much for... Good. Well, it's very early in the morning here, um, here in Prague, the Czech Republic. It's 7 a.m. I don't usually start business until about um, 11, even if I wake up now. So (laughs) it's it's an interesting choice in regards to what you do for a living. Because I know in regards to my spiritual senses, they're most active in the morning. Do you find, is that different for you? 
Um, yeah, it's actually, well, my mornings have been changing on the path. I do have to say that. Uh, I used to have mornings when, uh, and I never knew why it was. It was hard for me to get up. It was hard for me to kind of get started in this world. And it almost felt like I didn't want to get out of the sleeping world. And once I was in the waking world, I didn't want to kind of leave again. And only with the clairvoyant studies, I realized that was me actually working on the astral at night and not having jobs finished and I literally would be waking up with like kind of oh, I still need to finish this and I need to finish that and I can't wake up now wait a second <laughs> so that's been changing with the uh yeah with kind of the awareness of that and my morning have become way more exciting way more like oh okay I'm kind of like yeah I'm pretty much done here I'll come back tonight and <laughs> now I can wake up into this earth world it's it's funny. I, I like how you call it the Earth world. I I think it's interesting how we develop as we age, right? As we our 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 spiritual being, I think it knows what it's doing, but the human being has to settle down mm -hmm. a little bit and start to incorporate all the power that it wants to share. So I think it's it's funny. I think it's a symptom of what you're describing, J Jolly. I want to. We were just speaking before this chat about uh, you had a clairvoyant uh activation in your dreams last night and i would love let's I, I would like to hear about it as we get into this chat and then we'll talk a little bit more about you and we'll get into some questions so what came up last night well so i don't do lots of dream work i just do like dream awareness and lucid mm -hmm. dreaming um i know just, you do <laughs> just just lucid dreaming just casually uh, yeah, just casually. <laughs> what literally is that? Because I don't plan it. I just, I'm aware that I'm dreaming and it's because I've always been quite conscious. Um, so when I wake up, I have the usual dreams fade away. I don't really you know, know about them. And even if I get a message in the middle of the night, uh, it may kind of just pop in in the morning. I note it down. I don't work with it anymore. But this one was a little different. It, it was no significant message, but it felt very human, astral world connecting. So in the dream, I was advising someone on a relationship as um, a clairvoyant often does. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of the you know money relationships moving work that's what people often come to you with and uh, I'm telling this lady besides some usual stuff you will know him by his feet and <laughs> um, then I wake up uh, and sometimes I go to pee in the middle of the night so I go to the bathroom and I kind of knew I had to be careful in the bathroom. I was super sleepy, kind of, the, you know, you half awake. And then I bump into my dog's feet. <laughs> he was sitting by the toilet. He doesn't usually do that. He is somewhere else. And I was like, oh, my God, this is like a message for me about, like, you know, me knowing that. Yeah. Well, let feet. me because i'm curious here and and then i want <laughs> we'll get into some things but because i'm really curious what what do feet represent to you when you when you when you take away that context what do they represent to you mm, grounding uh on the one hand uh, which most of us actually lack of and we have to intensively and consciously work with it within the system might work we have special grounding with yeah. a grounding cord and then also connection 
because you are connected to the earth, but thanks to the feet and the legs, where if you're lucky enough, you have them. I like to, you know, not take things for granted and be aware also I'm lucky enough to have feet and legs. They approximate you to the other person. So in that dream, uh, that leg of the girl uh, was actually reaching out to like, she was lying down and she was reaching out with a leg somewhere else. Mm. So we'll see. I love it. Thank you for sharing, my friend. We'll see where yeah. we'll see where this conversation goes, and we'll see if any any feet and grounding symbols come up. And it, it's just to add to what you're saying about um, as we start to activate our spiritual being, and we're going to talk about the clairvoyant sense today. It, I want people to hear what you said very quickly there. That grounding piece and grounding into the physical 3D realm as we start to expand our spiritual heights, right? It's so important, right? Because just like we can feel like we don't have enough of our spiritual activation and there's this anxiety that sort of comes up that can often occur. And I'm wondering maybe your perspective on this, that can often occur on the flip side when we sort of go off into the clouds and start all the activations, but then we don't have that tether, that ground to the earth and we can sort of get a bit lost. Does that, do you notice that? Yeah, to uh, totally. That that's something I work. I you know I work with a lot with the people who already are working with energy. Yeah, and it's usually because they got here. They descended on Earth in a body as light workers. Yes, and light workers usually come here from higher vibrations, and it's hard for them to be on the Earth plane. So once they start tapping back into the energy and the high vibrating world, they don't really want to be here. So they don't feel like grounding into the earth. And that's one of the things I do. I do help those that are a little more already working with that because I have three kinds of clients. The new, the uh, working with under professionals. I help them with getting here and processing why it's so hard to be here. Have you a question for you, my friend, because it's just bubbling up for me. And uh, I, I, I want to share this with you and then also share this with the listeners because you listeners are probably, I haven't talked about this too much. I um in my exploration into the chakra system, I think we all maybe understand the root chakra and the base chakra and then maybe even the, the chakras on our feet, right? Connection to the earth. Have you ever heard of the earth heart, the earth heart chakra? Have you have have any understanding or experience with this this energy center that is a part of us but is also intrinsically connected to the heart of mother earth has that come into your awareness at all i've never really heard of the name as such but i do get loads of connections to the earth in my readings and, and coaching work because what what i do so as part of the integration uh into the earth plane and us being happy here and being aware of like why we are here i go reading people's space and how they connect it and often for those who are ready the connection to the earth and kind of the center of it comes way stronger and the grounding code we work with in the teaching i teach uh is different in these people yeah yeah oh, yeah i love it it's just it's a sort of slight tangent not really but a slight tangent to what we're talking about here today but just for people listening tuning in that um that chord that jolly's talking about and that earth heart chakra i find it really powerful to visualize a you know standing on the earth and then the earth opening and this beautiful heart center in the space and then your light 
from you connecting down into the light of mother earth. And that can often be what is needed to start taking that step to that grounded nature. So I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's really nice because the earth, we don't realize is, is a living creature and us plugging into it mindfully being aware also it's energy is changing every day is something that makes us way more aligned and what i like to do also every day and what i what i teach my students and clients is to match the vibration of the earth every day because sometimes you may be vibrating higher sometimes you may be vibrating lower but you want to match it you want to match the vibration of the earth so that the two of you can cooperate and keep making this world easier and more beautiful i think another way uh, I, I'm just let's just keep flying with this topic because it's so beautiful. And then I want to ask you a clairvoyant question. But this, it, that energy exchange happens because I, I, I feel there's a soul contract, right? And this is, I think, a lot of people overlook this. The Earth is a soul, right? The Earth has a soul, much like we have a soul, and much like you know, Jolly and I probably have a soul contract. And, you know, if you're listening, you probably have soul contracts with family members and friends, and there's an energy exchange in that contract. It's the same thing with the earth. So, you know, just going back to these spiritual senses and what we're talking about today with the clairvoyance, remember the earth in her contract with you can provide assistance, right? Can provide guidance, but you have to ask, you have to lean in. Does that, do you resonate with that, my friend? Oh, totally. You have to you have to surrender to it, and and that's that's a that's a big thing in in what I do teach you because the, the earth a plane otherwise it's a scary place, especially for those who have descended from higher vibrations. But even for the rest of them, I have people who have descended from regular vibrations. It's like I'm very scared, and it's only when you can start trusting and being amused. I we really like using the amusement energy in what I teach by you not having it naturally and then going like oh wow i'm actually literally grounded by the gravity that's the first reason why i'm loved and taken care of here i have been fed into this body imagine like how you little being you were and throughout the years you have been nourished to have all the bones all the flesh all the organs usually functioning and that's because the earth is supporting us and most of us have houses with like running water that we can drink or we can bring into the house. We probably have at least blankets, if not heating as well. And all of that is the providing of the earth for us to be able to sustain whatever contract we have to fulfill here. Mm. Yeah, this uh this topic we could take into many different angles, but we'll we'll mm. we'll we'll pause it there. I want to shift now into because with this grounded with this foundation set, let us speak now about clairvoyance, right? And with this with this understanding that we are this beautiful spiritual being having human experience here on this earth. Jolly, I think a good place to start with this is for people that are new to this specific spiritual sense, and I've done. For everyone tuning in, if you go back at the time of releasing this episode, I've done a couple episodes now on on the clear senses and 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 this topic at large. But today, I really want to hone in on the clairvoyance sense. So, Jolly, how would you define clairvoyance, just for someone that's new to it? 
So clairvoyance is heightened intuition. That that's how I like to describe it. A very strong intuition. It could it could be as well. Um, and maybe we should also um, define what intuition is. People sometimes don't realize. So intuition is inner guidance, as if advice without you having to think too hard, which we like to do as humans, and is often futile. <laughs> And, you know, we can navigate through uh, thinking hard or analyzing um, easily, but uh, we can't really get guidance. So it's a bit like when you have a GPS in the car and the car takes you somewhere, that would be your analysis. But asking for a restaurant to go to, a good one, would be your intuition. Mm -hmm. That would be the guidance. So when you tap into, yeah. Angela, just to to jump in there, I would also add, it's also like a, it's almost a download, a synonymous word that we could use for it. It's it's not just the guidance, but it's also like it's downloaded guidance from something that maybe we could perceive that's outside of us, but ultimately is deep within us wanting to be heard. So yeah, keep going. We have two of those, actually. I think we have one that's deep within us that is from the experience and the human life. That's what most people think they can tap into. And then we have the second intuition that is part of our experience as a soul, as Mm -hmm. a higher being. And then the all the lifetimes, the energy field that we can tap into through realizing that we are more than the body. There is way more of us than can fit into the body. So clairvoyance is being able to realize that you don't actually need to be able to label it. Lots of the students we have at the energy school I work with don't really know what they're exactly tapping into until a few lessons in when they because it's loads happening when you start plugging into it. So so question with this then that bubbles up for me and my, it, usually I like tapping into the audience. If I'm having it, then most likely the audience is having it. What, how would you distinguish between intuition and clairvoyance now? So what, what link does uh, clairvoyance as an example here have to the seeing, right? Because I've, from my experience, a big part of clairvoyance is not just the intuitive uh, download and expression, but it's also connected to the, the mind, the the third eye and the seeing the, beyond the, the pineal physical. gland. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um yeah. So um I would say maybe it's a bit like an analog phone and a smartphone. So your intuition that you are kind of aware of that's possible to have would be your analog phone and then once you are tapping into your clairvoyance then that's your smartphone you're able to actually see the messages you're able to tap into uh, a dictionary with other languages (laughs) you're able to tap into the internet um, other platforms like whatsapp uh so that would be the difference there I love it. I love it. It's a, it's expansive. What what have you noticed? So I'll give an example here, and I want to get your perspective on this. What have you noticed? How do people express their clairvoyance? So for me, mm-hmm. for example, I I will get my usual intuitive hit, right, and usually comes from within or connected to that energetic field, like you're saying. But then my clairvoyance will express often when my eyes are closed. I haven't 
it hasn't expressed in eyes open yet, but when my eyes are closed, I usually see images or I see something beyond the physical in my mind's eye. How, one, how do you express your clairvoyance? And two, how have you noticed it come up in other people? So how I express it is a, uh, well, okay, first of all, it's different for everyone. That's what people don't realize. When when they learn it uh, with me or with us at the energy school I work at, they often like to have like one default <laughs> form that they are supposed to be seeing. And that's because they're coming from the analyzing mind yeah, kind of like, give me what I'm supposed to see, give me the boundaries, what I'm supposed to see, uh, so that actually it feels like it's right. Again, there's a whole, you know, right or wrong, which in the spiritual energy world actually doesn't exist. Um, But I would say for me, it's a little different from what I have learned from those loads of readings and coachings and the classes, because I intuitively, and this wasn't clairvoyantly because I didn't see stuff, it just happened to me, started overlaying uh, other people's body when reading onto my neutral set body. So I go reading people's energy body and their chakras onto my body because it feels very easy for me to do. And that's what I start with because it's close to me. I can kind of tap into mm-hmm. the chakras and the aura quite and see, easily. And you see that with your eyes open? And I see that with my eyes closed. I can do it with my eyes open now too. It's okay. easier with my eyes closed because we learn it with eyes open too in case you want to do it in settings that are not really convenient for your eyes closed, such as uh, maybe more regular coaching or maybe you're doing a group healing session. Maybe you're giving a lecture. You want to give a bunch of people a reading or healing uh, and you don't really want to tap into the trance that it's kind of harder to get out of. Um, so, yeah, so I, I first see if I focus uh, in a session, that's where I start with. I first see the energy body and the chakras. And uh, then I tap into the message from the higher self that in the teaching I follow um, shows as a rose. And that's where lots of people want to see like a perfect yeah. rose, but it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all kinds of shapes and colors. Nuanced. And nuance exactly and then i go every time i see something i go asking the energy field and and my healing master which is a major spirit guide that we have in the teaching i follow what it is what it means what it is what it means what is it good for uh and i also can already see any polluted any unbeneficial energy uh and we go moving it and that's why what i do also includes uh, healing there is more healing from other perspectives but already uh, seeing any energy that looks off and again you intuitively or claircognizantly know that the energy is not flowing right so then we go moving it Mm. does it answer your question it does it does you answered it and in more so my friend there's there was a beautiful little roller coaster there of insights and i hope people really received that i so a couple things bubbled up just in case people uh, didn't pick it up, clear cognizance, it's clear, clear knowing, right? When you know mm-hmm. something before you even realize what it is, right? So just make sure people got that one. But let me, I want to go back to something you said, and then we'll, I want to jump to another question here that's, that's again, bubbling up for me. You said that this has unique expression, right? It has unique expression inside of us. And this is so important to see for everyone. And we can understand this from a, a diet perspective, right? We can understand that maybe from a physical level, a lot of us 
our, the, way, the things that we put in our body reacts, we are biochemically individualized based off a physical level. In my opinion, and from what you're saying, it's the same thing from our spiritual lens, right? Our, yes, we all have these beautiful gifts and these things to tap into, and that's what we're, I'm going to ask you next here. But the expression of them expresses through that biochemical individualized lens. And I think it's what makes us so beautiful at the end of the day. Do you, do you resonate with that, my friend? Uh, totally, yeah. But it's, it's a little confusing for the people tapping into it, yeah. right? Because first <laughs> of all, uh, we are told that what we can see doesn't exist, uh, which would mean that uh, electricity doesn't exist, <laughs> internet doesn't exist. Um, but um, yeah, we kind of want to know that you know, skin is skin and eyes are supposed to be here uh, and two of them <laughs> and all that. Um, so yeah, but I do I do agree. And as part of the surrender to the whole earth life as being in a body and the process that we go, okay, it can just show up in any shape and form. And my job is uh, kind of passing the message neutrally um, in a way that is the easiest for the person I'm passing it to. A bit like an answering machine, if you want, rather than uh, you having to analyze it. Yeah. Yeah. There's the, if, <laughs> if you take anything away from this podcast today, beautiful audience, it's that surrender word. It's never going to be more important than when you're on this kind of experience. Uh, Jali, I want to ask you a, a question here now, and I think this is probably something that a lot of people have, myself included. Can everyone access this kind of gift? And I know there are different perspectives on this, especially within the spiritual community, and even people I've had on this show have different perspectives, and you know, each is welcome. But I'm wondering, what's your opinion? Can I, Harrison, right, if I let's not talk about past life. Let's just say, let's just mm -hmm. keep it simple and talk about in this lifetime, how can I access this clairvoyant gift, even if I'm unaware and maybe don't have any experience of it? Totally. Everybody can, uh, especially you, Harrison. <laughs> and especially and then, yeah, especially you, especially you being such an aware soul. And then it comes to your readiness, uh, how, you know, what, what Okay, within the spiritual world, there is no time and space, but for us humans, there is time and space. So when there is the right time and space, when your soul contracts are vibrating at the vibration that clairvoyance for you is, then you are ready to tap into it. Now, I do need to be honest that lots of the people that go studying clairvoyance with me and with the energy school I work with, uh, they don't go using it professionally. It's... Um, kind of part for them of uh, a life when they go reopening to the dimensions they came from. What, what I like to call it is seeing behind a corner. You don't realize what is behind a corner. And then you realize, oh my God, I actually can see behind a corner. And there's, there's so many corners. I can see so many things. And they uh, integrate the human life and the astral life uh, of the energy body here on earth through being able to tap into this heightened intuition um, often they just go through series um, with us of practicing um, getting their healing which is the integration basically realizing that's what they're able to do what beings they are and they may not practice further besides some of the meditations and doing readings with us practicing do you 
yeah, I think I, I already got the hit. I just got a download as I was, I was about to ask the question, but I want to, I want to hear you say it for people listening. Do you, would you classify the clairvoyance uh, skill uh, characteristic sense as a, as a muscle, meaning that the more that you use it, obviously the more that it strengthens, but the less that you yeah. use it, it, does it entropy? Does it, does it decrease in its ability to express yeah. itself? Totally, totally. Yeah. I, I would totally say that. And uh, well, also, uh, it actually connects or is possible for us to project it and work it through the pineal gland, which is an organ in the center of our brain that is responsible for hormonal release as well, which by the way, once you start working with energy in this way, it means your hormones get regulated easier, your sleep, your melatonin gets uh, released easier your serotonin your happy hormone gets released easier and even if you don't go into full clairvoyance but you do say energy clearings with me where i do use the clairvoyant tools you also get to regulate your pineal gland the pineal gland is exactly it's not a muscle but it yeah. works that way that's so that's so important what you just said all of it was but specifically that the hormonal connection right this is again this shows the, the connection here between the the mental spiritual physical being that we are right we're not just this isolated mechanistic thing that does physical things one day and spiritual things the other day no they connect to each other right this is and just for people listening that have tuned into my chakra episodes right this is why the energy centers can be so powerful to tune in because in my experience they are the gateways to these different passages and elements of what we are so that pineal space that you were just talking about, if we connect into the energy centers of the third eye and the crown, then we're not just regulating our, our energy uh, senses and our energy characteristic in those areas, but we're also regulating our physical, our hormonal spaces. What, what, what's your, I want, this is just a question I have. I often see the hormones as the bridge between the physical and the emotional and the spiritual. Have you noticed uh, correlation there in your work, my friend? Yeah, totally. Uh, well, they go helping you navigate where you want to be as a human. Yeah. The the silly thing or um, not as easy thing about it is that human itself uh, is not as smart as the higher self we are, as, as the original essence uh, we have come into this world with. And whatever you tell the human or whatever your mind kind of goes thinking and dictating that's what the human will do and the hormones will kind of go with that yeah so if you go thinking there's a horrible world there's a horrible world so there'll be lots of cortisol there'll be lots of adrenaline being released into the body as stress hormones and you'll be running around let alone if you go drinking lots of coffee or toxifying the body otherwise you'll be running around going like okay there's a horrible world there's a really horrible world yeah. Well, and then the flip side of that is if you drop into a deep state of meditation and, and open your heart space and connect to your divine presence or your higher self, right, that in many ways is an essence of love, then that connection and that space that you then open will then will then express itself through the physical body, right? That's why we can see a connection between uh, acts of gratitude, right? When we When we are in gratitude and we feel that love, Right, that then expresses itself hormonally through the physical being, right? Mm 
Totally. That, that's yeah. why people who meditate are way calmer, are way easier helping people. My mom says I've changed, you know, like I, so I grew up as a traumatized kid and part of it was being bitchy, to be honest. And my mom is a wonderful, wonderful person, but sometimes she's, she's very lively. So sometimes she's very confused or not very, she's just confused, kind of restless and forgets what she was doing. And I used to be so impatient about it. I don't say I'm perfect now, but it's about 80% better. And it's thanks to this work that has made me calm down with her, feel the love, feel the surrender with. The most important thing is that she is here, not that she's looking for her keys, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, if you needed another reason to meditate, that's that's the reason right there. Uh, Jali, let's, let's keep it going here. And I have a question I want to pose you on the clairvoyance piece. If other than spending time with you and working with your beautiful soul, how how could someone that's looking to activate their clairvoyant sense and start bringing this beautiful expression of their soul into this 3D form, what are some steps people can take, some practices we can start to implement to open this ability? So I will, at the end of the show and in the show notes, I will share a couple exercises that mm -hmm. I have right now as a freebie mm -hmm. um, where you can, you can do it yourself. Um, and one of them is a very basic one where you'll be asking your intuition uh, yes or no, because most of us are not even able to believe that we can do that. And the other one is going to be you tapping into your chakric system and uh, then asking the chakric system to show you where you are carrying any unbeneficial or polluted, basically not yours energy, which all of us pick up every day and then to release it again you are able to do this on your own maybe not fully but if you every day tap into okay so I do have chakras here this is how it looks to me when I close my eyes maybe you don't see much at first but if you set the intention that that's what you are doing then you will start seeing things and even if you don't see much because many of us don't have the buoyance the seeing as strong, but you may have uh, the knowing, the cognizance that it is happening. And that will start making you aware of you being an energy being as part of the energy field that has descended into a body and it will be heightening your intuition and your clairvoyance, your seeing. Mm. Does it make sense? It makes it makes beautiful sense. And I'll just add because you're because you went there as you started to define some of the other clairs. I would also, you know, don't put limitations on yourself. So obviously we're speaking about the clairvoyance here today. I'll lean into that if you feel called. But when you're doing that same exercise, maybe you'll smell something, right? Maybe you'll hear, maybe you'll hear something. One of my one of my other clear senses that's most active right now is my clear sentience. So you can maybe feel along your skin, right? The clear tangency, all, all these things. And I would, I would go back to listen to some of the episodes I've done on these, but I think a big part of the spiritual path, especially when the topic we're talking about here today is being open for the unexpected, right? So go in and have the intention of the clairvoyance, but allow yourself to get other representations that might be waiting right? Totally. And please, please, please don't see them as anything 
right or wrong. That's really important when you're tapping into this world to realize that the right or wrong is something we have constructed on the earth plane that is helping us navigate. Maybe you can bring this no right or wrong into your everyday life as well. Maybe when you see like a homeless person, you're thinking, oh my God, so bad for him. And how about you go thinking it's neutral? It may be a sad human story, but how about we look at it as neutral? So the same should go into you tapping into the energy world with your clairs and be amused. Be amused by the mind coming up with like, oh, my God, I'm hearing things. Maybe I'm crazy. Oh, my God, I'm feeling my neighbor. Um, I will actually also put in the exercise um, neutrality uh, so that you don't feel like you're tapping into other people easily, but it can still happen. If it does, amuse yourself and just have a look at what you see and let it go. That is kind of the strange thing, and it was definitely for me at the beginning, to see it, kind of observe it and let it go again. There is often no more work unless you want to be reading for someone uh, especially not analyzing the moment you catch yourself analyzing you are not tapping into the clear you you're tapping into the human mind ego. which is not beneficial yeah ego exactly the the awe piece and the being curious it uh, it reminds me i'm sure you're familiar with this my friend the the hawking scale of consciousness right and when we start to when we start to have emotions and feelings and maybe some we unlock some suppressed trauma and pain during this experience it's very important that if if we have guilt and shame or anger start to come up that we allow it to move but we sit in that observation state either in the neutral space or we can take it to a different kind of higher frequency of awe of love of gratitude so we're now shifting the frequency overall right rather than getting stuck in the deeper states, right, that can hold that resistance. Correct. We we call it in the teaching at work with uh, not sitting in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> so right. So so sit, sit, sitting in the picture is that you, you see the anger and you go into it and you're like, oh my god, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. What do I do about this? I'm so angry. How about you just feel where the anger is? Let it be there. Kind of let it consolidate and go like okay well now i'm angry yeah it may take half an hour hour three days whatever but you kind of looking at it from the detach and detach is not really you not being present detach is just observing the seer the seeing entity if anything it's you being more present right because you're connecting yes. you're connecting to the presence right you're connecting to the you're connecting to the space that you are that's holding the emotion right that's holding the the aspect of you that might be going through a certain thing so sp speaking of that let's let's go there next let's talk about and you talked about this before but briefly you were mentioning the the different uh pieces of us that can hold on to stories you said not to be good or bad and often i've noticed in my um my spiritual journey of the awakening of my gifts that uh trauma trauma is is playing a role not and especially not just trauma in this lifetime but trauma in past lifetimes is playing a role in the awakening uh of of certain gifts especially the clairvoyance so jolly i'm wondering from your opinion what is the role of of trauma in this sort of clairvoyance journey that we take 
I would say it's yes, exactly that. It's you. Um, it's kind of. I'm not sure we chose it too well because for many of us, it's hard to understand. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, the guy who runs runs the energy school I work for, Dr. Lorenzo Cielo, he likes to say that the light workers may not have been too smart, this, you know, coming to the earth plane from higher vibrations because as the experience for us is often so hard that we go like, what the heck is this? I just want to escape. And then, you know, you may end up actually taking drugs, intoxicating yourself other way. But yeah, I see it in all the people who come to me who are super aware or uh, either it's funny because you can be aware and not be aware of being aware does it make sense yeah very much so very much so uh, so you're a sensitive being who can help people themselves can tap into things but you don't know that's happening just yet and um, and then often the people come to me and i see the traumas they've come with and they don't even mention them it could be things that i go looking into their body and i'm like there is something up with your foot and uh, i have this wonderful client going to see her today actually in central america and i was like you have a magical foot and then she goes telling me we have the genetical illness in my body that goes storing in feet and so it was her it was her father and then i go seeing is her previous lifetimes that she, they had like you know feet problems we are back to the feet right <laughs> i told you come <laughs> you did aren't you psychic <laughs> so yeah we actually go through the traumas in their lives um realizing that there is a gift in us and sometimes it takes a, a bit of detective work to be able to realize uh where the, what a trauma actually was because sometimes we know we are traumatized oh i see it the clients are traumatized we don't know what from maybe we don't call it trauma and also where it was in the previous life what is supposed to be serving with so i'll say a couple things to this thank you for sharing that my friend and i especially i liked the foot kind of reference there it was beautiful it came around uh <laughs> i want to i want people to sit into this feeling and this this element of when we start to look at past life trauma or even just trauma in this life you don't need to do all of it all at once, right? You just need to take one step at a time, right? In my experience, and it sounds like in your experience too, my friend, that e even if you are working with someone, that person isn't going to is, is not going to give you everything. They're going to give the thing that they see in that moment because you don't need to see everything, right? You're, I truly believe, and this I think relates to the spiritual journey at large, but specifically the sort of trauma healing lens that we're only ever given what we're ready for. So when even if we do have multiple lives of things that we need to move through we're probably not ready for all of it in one hit anyway right so just I, I say this to people listening to you know release any anxiety or tension that oh i probably have so much yeah you probably do have a lot but we all do and we don't need to do it all you just need to do the thing that's present for you right now but i want to go back to what you said about <laughs> people that are aware are aware that they're not they're not aware that they're aware and then when they become aware they it sort of becomes oh what is going on and i and i want to get your thoughts on this because i think this is very i'm in this right now i'm in this within my spiritual mm -hmm. journey and i'm wondering what tips you would give and let me just describe it very quickly i've noticed that that awareness of our inner world so for me for example <laughs> I can't go into a group setting now 
without, mm-hmm. you know, noticing seeing. all the things, seeing, uh-huh. feeling, mm-hmm. you know, some of my mm-hmm. other senses are activating, but not just seeing in the external world, seeing all the, like the things playing out with all the different mm-hmm. people, but also seeing what's how I'm reacting to that internally, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, like, for example, like how my inner child is reacting is feeling rejected mm. based off what that person said or how my my shadow of abandonment is reacting to how that person is is mm. saying so my question for you my friend is for people like me that are awakening to their gifts and their beautiful sensitivities how do we start integrating ourselves with the world again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well i will i will yeah switch into my coaching seat here for a second because i can totally feel your pain and i that is something that happens a lot to the people who come to me um it's often they hear me somewhere talking about energy or i'm teaching energy and then they know either that i have my traumatic story as well and i help people through the hard times when they actually tap into the world and it it almost feels for a while that the world is more difficult than before and it's kind of more complicated. So we have a few tools that you can apply yourself and then depending on how easy or easy it is and you need to be honest with yourself, then it's good to get a guide if it gets if it still feels messy uh, for a certain period of time that you know is unbearable for you, that you know is not healthy. A bit like when you have a cavity and you're thinking, okay, this is how much time I give it and then I need to go to a dentist. <laughs> or you're not sure if it's a cavity. Maybe it's just an aching tooth. I should I should probably say that. So the first thing that I can, uh, well, that you need to have when you start working with these gifts or when you start um, seeing, feeling things, yeah, exactly, is protections. So what within the teaching I work with, we have something that's called a protection rose. That's an imaginary rose. Well, it's not imaginary really in the energy world, but for us humans it is, that we put out on the outside of our aura nice and grounded we put uh, our picture in it uh, so, so that it's facing outside and it works as a decoy of your energy field so it kind of goes faking this is jelly this is jelly and it's catching the energy of others so that's one of the protection tools and we have a couple more that i would guide you through if you, if you come to me and then also neutrality we learn how to set our three lower chakras to neutrality all you need to do is really ask them to set themselves to neutrality and it it may in it's in situations where you know that you are going to be more sensitive or or you are already getting sensitive and you can tell the lower three chakras okay guys let's pause here for a second this is how i feel how about we set ourselves to neutrality and then the third tool i like using is downloading the divine love through your crown chakra now this often requires a little more openness to us being uh, energy beings to the fact that we are to the fact that we do have a crown chakra to the fact that uh, the energy field is actually divine love uh, and if we go tapping into it we can get this calm and surrender easier so that's that's kind of the protection tools that we have there including the neutrality mm. and the other thing is compassion the big right? one so we do 
Yes, it's a, it's a big one. And I see that often that people go tapping into the energy world or the mindful world, uh, the mindful energy world with me if they go combining the things. And then they are not really approaching it from the point of compassion. They are approaching it from the point of attaining knowledge only or kind of fixing themselves. And all of a sudden they are faced with the feelings of their mother more, their neighbor more, seeing how the world is changing not only from the knowledge perspective, but from the energy and the sentience, the feeling perspective. And it's a lot. It's so hard to take. So we have to bring in this space of it's okay the way it is. And I am doing what I can be doing, which often is way less than you need to do. <laughs> and practice this every day. So thank you for those tips, my friend. And I will definitely take a lot of those to heart. And the, the chakra one specifically, I think I'll have to switch up a little bit. I, I do a cleanse every morning, but I think it's very important. You've reminded me now to step into that in the moment, right? It's so, it's so easy for us to come to our space and our cave and do all the things, but then we forget to do them in the actual experience itself. And thought, oh, I'll just do that later. The compassion piece, you know, I really just want people to, land with that because I hit my heart deepest and I feel that we judge we judge the judgment or we shame the shame or we add more guilt to the guilt or we we add more resistance to the resistance and you know you said it perfectly we are we are doing the best we can in the moment right we when once we know better we do better and this spiritual evolution and this path, and this is me reminding myself of this as much as I'm sharing this with everyone listening, is not meant to be one where we're constantly doing and working and pushing and and struggling, right? This beautiful expression and this and this journey is meant to be one of expansion and pleasure and joy and love. And that doesn't mean we don't have those other emotions, but we come at it from an unconditional loving space, right? No matter where we are on that spectrum. Right. So my friend, my friend, I want to take this now to a couple more questions before we finish up. And I'm really grateful for you spending your time with me this morning in your in your oh, non yeah. in your non-energetic hours. I um <laughs> I want to ask you now about the quantum of it all. And and I know that the the quantum field and, and quantum, the quantum perspective plays a part in the work that you do. So let's let's go there for a little bit and maybe maybe you can explain to people listening that are maybe have some understanding around quantum theory and the quantum field how does this wrap into what we've been talking about today with the clairvoyance mm. and these spiritual gifts mm. So what I like to think about there is is two ways so one of them is that the whole energy field is like a cloud and our higher self, uh, the original essence we are, or the soul, if you want to call it, um, is part of the cloud that decides to um, come into a body. Now, whilst you are in the body, you are still part of the cloud. And because the cloud doesn't really follow any space or time rules, you can tap into any 
part of the cloud anytime. You just need to be aware of that. So what, how energy works is true, um, at least when we are in the human body, is true us being able to set intention. Like basically your pineal gland, the center of the head, the way you are tuning into thinking is like a driving seat. And once we tell the driving seat, I want to tap into Harrison in Australia, even though I'm seven hours behind him time-wise. And what is it? 5,000 kilometers. Uh, was it 10,000 miles <laughs> away? I can actually do this. It's completely insane from the human perspective of what we are thought. If you had told me 10 years ago, I would have said, am I going to be high doing this work? <laughs> oh, will it really? How will it work? work but then I see it I you know I have a say client in Norway that's one of the closest ones I have and I was working on his leg and another food and leg thing and <laughs> and he goes telling me after the session uh, that it felt like a after surgery that there was so much work done on him that it felt like things were moving and it was so sore and he made the mistake of going for a run after now this wouldn't have been part possible if uh, we weren't entangled uh, quantum wise and if I hadn't been able to bring his energy to me or me tap into his because it's all the same during the session and uh, the other way I could liken it to is kind of the voodoo doll so you know how people right so how the uh, black magic or, or the negative energy work if you want works with a voodoo doll so in pranic healing which is originally where i came from before i started doing this multi-dimensional uh, clear stuff um you work with 30 centimeters or one foot tall imaginary uh form shape of the person you're working with so that is like the voodoo doll just not physical right and we do, do good things to the doll <laughs> i only love i only love uh, it's, yeah it's so empowering right it, it just shows you thank you for that beautiful explanation by the way i it it shows us like if you're listening and for some reason and i say some reason because if you've been listening to these shows you're in this world already but let's say this is totally new to you all of this is totally fresh in your awareness what this piece shows that you're explaining so beautifully is that there is no there is no time and space right this is such a cliche spiritual thing to say but it is so true right it's so true that you know my my the first thing that i go to with this is reiki right this is why reiki that we can do reiki energy and reiki healing you know, other side of the world is because, and I, I would encourage people to go listen to some of the episodes I've done on guides and angels and, and a lot of the connection to entities, right? The place that we go to when we leave this 3d world does not exist in this structured linear physical dimension, right? It lives in a space that is timeless and spaceless and we don't have to wait till we die Correct. to get there. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, it, that's the magical thing. That's yeah. I think that's why we are here as well, to right. realize that we are multidimensional within being able yes. to transcend dimensions. Yes. And let's 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 not only do that now, but let's do that so we can show other people 
right? Oh, we, totally. We, we hear this term all the time, the new earth, right? Or the or the or the five D shift, or whatever you want to call it, right? This big, this transformation that we're having as a collective, and I think that's a big part of it, right? It's it's oh, totally us very simply realizing our power, right? Realizing what we actually are, right? And we could have a whole other conversation about you know, all the systems in the world that are designed to take us away from that power. But mm-hmm. just listening to this, that we're to what we're chatting about today reminds you of that, right? Totally. Yeah. And, and it's the whole uh, thing behind a corner, which to me, I never knew for very long was that recurrent dream for me. I would be on a, a hill. Yeah. <laughs> I would be on a hill and I wouldn't see behind a hill. It was actually middle of the hill. And I wanted to see that. I kind of knew that there was something interesting there. And in every one of those recurrent dreams, I go behind the corner of the hill and I realize, wow, there's a whole world here I can tap into. And I go and I make the effort and I go behind the corner and I go into the valley and I realize the valley is evolving. And often we don't do that in our real life. Now, I used to live in Brighton, but there isn't a big city. It's only 100,000 people back in the UK. And it's by the sea. And But there's also just 10 minutes by train that is part of Brighton's Komauskomp that is like all ugly buildings where poorer people live. And apparently loads of them don't go to the sea. Then they don't go behind a 10 minutes away corner. So we do this very often. And this recurrent dream for me was a reminder that we can go behind a corner, not only in the physical world, but also in us realizing we are the beings that can see more dimensions. Oh, and I think I love that dream image. And I think a big part of it too is that th- is that ego mind that we're talking about before, right? The ego likes to be in that box and that safe space of the familiar. And when we start to step out of the familiar, we're like, oh, what are we doing? Let's let's go back to the thing that we're used to. But we often forget the thing that we're used to doesn't hold the potential and the healing and the expansion that we deserve to tap into, right? Yeah, that's um, a kind of comfort zone thing, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm interested to see what the feet brings you i'm interested to see what this next this next dreams these feet and what what it is expanding and there's going to be a correlation here to the to another oh, spiritual totally. yeah, it's coming. yeah. It's coming. well but it's thanks to you right it's, it's because i knew my human knew that i was tapping into this show today connecting to harrison and that's how this very kind of connecting and beyond space and time because the foot you know me feeling my dog's feet came before I came to the bathroom so that was thanks to yeah before right exactly right (laughs) so then it was a reminder there's no time and space you know all the feet are connected at the same time and space thanks to Harrison today the you let's see if we can put this together here then I'll we'll finish up with a couple questions but the you that experienced the foot in the dream space is also the same you that's experiencing this conversation right now, right? Within the quantum perspective, right? So that's right. That is right. So you could say that one of the reasons that maybe that foot was there in the dream space was because we're having this conversation now, right? Even that's though this, right. Is, this is technically in the future, yeah. In the space that you interacted with the foot, it didn't see it was the at future. the same time. Same time. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's the same time. 
that that's what I like tapping into. Yeah. I hope we didn't break people there. Uh, yeah. My friend, I have I have one more question before we wrap up this podcast. But before we do, before I ask you that, I want to give you a bit of space here now to do a couple of things. I want to hear about your work, but I do, I want to, with beautiful gifted people like yourself, I really enjoy big part of the cosmic love antenna is really heightening and expressing your gifts. And we've spoken a bit about the clairvoyance today. So I'm wondering if you would feel comfortable sharing a bit of, a bit of your clairvoyance, whether it's a reading for the listeners, whether it's something that you can connect into whatever you feel like you want to share. Yeah. So I have just grounded myself into uh, the tapping into the reading. Uh, once you actually start doing it, it takes a very short time. Often people take it, it takes a long time. And I have a couple messages um, I see. So one of them is, um, so we often do this when I do the classes too. We do like a group reading if you want. Um, uh, so one of them is about uh, the listeners, that uh, the listeners are actually elevated beings They are lined around, now often this sounds funny because I'm reading this space, lined around with light. I see this kind of like yellow lining around them. So they are kind of like special beings because my regular human doesn't always have a light um, lining around them, which means when I'm tapping into that, and it's how you get more information when you go kind of asking more what is this lining around um, that means they are protected they're actually naturally protected what I'm getting as well through listening to your podcast they are connecting um, unknowingly unknowingly for the most part but they are enhancing this protection and uh, let me see I'm getting like 98 percent of them have come as um, light workers onto the earth. I'm also getting about 30% of them do need to work on regular, which is actually a small number, releasing uh, regularly their unbeneficial energy they are picking up. So many, many of them, 70% are actually already working on that consciously or unconsciously and successfully. And their main running energy within their human energy space is spiritual awareness. It's a really high spiritual awareness. And it's funny because my human mind, before I tapped into the show, thought that you get, well, aware beings, but not necessarily spiritual beings or uh, light workers and uh, the other message uh, I get is uh, me seeing you uh, next to it's like a stream um, so I see a stream running uh, behind Harrison. Um, Harrison is standing in front of it. Um, he's big. There is loads of grass. So what the grass is telling me is that you are going through growth and growth periods. In the uh, teaching, I follow growth periods are a beautiful thing, but also quite annoying unless you use tools, energy clearing, or maybe you read when you are able to. So you want to be aware of that that you want to let go for about I'm getting 10 minutes twice a day which is quite a lot uh, you want to be sitting and just surrendering to the energy flow that is unbeneficial through the top of your head 
very aware of the back of the neck, um, part of your head in the human body with the energy field, a so-called genetic entity. And that needs to be releasing through the back of the neck into the chakric channel in the center of your body, all the way out uh, of your bum, basically, into the earth to get safely and properly disposed off so that's something you want to do daily but with amusement and ease not really I need to get rid of this and you are really big with the stream so what I'm getting is there is loads of you uh, with the ease and flow that is coming into your world that is able to provide kind of like covering and hugging the world that's what I see you doing there does it make sense It, it, <laughs> I could see your big smile, my friend. I, that was beautiful. Yeah, it made perfect sense. Is there, I can add in, is there more you want to share? Is that, no, that's, well, I, yeah, I do see like this is the scent of divine love, but that is the main, the main message. You know, I could keep going, right, for another 40 minutes if I wanted to. Yeah, but that, that's the main message. The main message is to realize that uh, the people who are listening to are connected and that they are mostly actually really beneficial beings who already know how to take care of themselves and that you are right now going into a growth and flow you way bigger than uh, what actually you see and that it, you need to do a couple of times a day sit with what needs to go from your genetic entity at the back of your neck to the left of it thank you my beautiful friend mm-hmm. i i received that download sure. and I'll, i'm just gonna i want to add a couple sure. things to this because i think just that message that you gave to the the beautiful audience it's funny how you came in with that feeling of people wanting to learn and grow and, and, and apply these tools. But then the download that you got was all of these beautifully heightened spiritual beings that now are just, they've done a lot of the work and now they're receiving a lot of these gifts now. And just, and I want to, for everyone listening, really sit with that, right? Resonate with that. Cause a lot of us aren't celebrating that fact. A lot of, a lot of us aren't, we're so, and I'm right there with everyone right? I'm right there with you in the non-celebration. We just want to go to the next thing. So Jolly, I just want to say thank you for that download and the reminder that we've done so much of this beautiful work already. I want to give you a bit of space here now, my beautiful friend, to share more of your offerings and if people have resonated, how they can get in touch with you and connect a bit deeper. Sure, anything. So so first, my work comes in those energy clearing sessions. That is twice a month. That's a group thing that anyone can sign up for. And the funny thing is, it is a 1 p.m. Pacific time because most of the clients I have are on the Pacific coast, but it's set beyond space and time. So you can do the replay as well. I actually collect the energy for that for three days beforehand with my guides. And what it does, it actually taps you into the clairvoyant world uh, passively, whether you are an active uh, clairvoyant or reader or not. And it does, it kind of gets rid of the junk that we pick up a bit like you, you could think of it as like we are like light bulbs uh, and the insect is kind of flying towards it. So we get rid of the insect. We learn about something um, from a particular topic that I tune into uh, that week. Then I also do monthly workshops on clairvoyant tools, which again, you don't need to be a clairvoyant to do that. Um, so this uh, month we are tapping into our spirit guides 
and how to work with them easier. It's an hour. Uh, these two sessions are actually cheaper so that everybody can do them, even if they are doing some other work right now. Um, and then I do every now and then like a deeper course into the tools um, that kind of I launch sneakily because I have limited capacity and I'm always with people on Facebook Messenger so they can ask me questions. I go following up so that the integration is really there because I often see it's not there and then the humans are confused and then I do one-on-ones when I guide people through kind of the difficult periods when they have tapped into the energy world or maybe the traumas that have come to them and they want someone like me to look at it from the energy perspective, mindfulness and healing. And then I go also working with people who are already energy workers and they want to make their business more profitable, more functioning. So, mm. so that's 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 what I that's what I do. And we could and I think all of us could use a bit of a sprinkle of that in our lives. As oh yeah, all, totally. <laughs> as always, beautiful listeners. If any of that resonated with you, I will put all of Jolly's beautiful uh, links, her website, uh, the, the the programs, the courses she mentioned. The freebie. The freebie as well. We mentioned that before. I'll put that in the show notes. So just go on your podcast player and you'll see everything there. Uh, mm. My friend, thank you for sharing yourself with me today. Of course. It's been nice to connect to your heart. Speaking of that heart. I The last final question here I want to throw at you is, this space that we've been talking about that we connect to, whether it's in the quantum, whether it's through our clairvoyance, our intuition, I truly believe it is a space of eternal and divine love in many ways. That is why why we talk the cosmic love antenna. So I'm wondering, a big part of my journey has been really learning what love actually is in that spiritual form. So in your journey, how, how do you describe, how do you define that love word? Uh, love is to me the primary essence we are connection ease surrender Mm. uh, kind of the yumminess of being in the safe space and cloud being at home all the time with yourself wherever you are yeah (laughs) it's the the beautiful divine foundation yes exactly yeah yeah. I love it. Beautiful mm-hmm. souls. Thank you for listening today, Jolly. Thank you for joining me again here with this conversation. I hope all of you out there in the podcast world got some guidance, got some love, expanded your beautiful third eye and your voyances today. If you did remember, you can leave comments, reviews, share this out with someone that might need it. But as always, we love you very much and we'll catch you next time here on the Cosmic Love Antenna. Bye, everyone. All right, beautiful souls, before I leave you today, I'm excited to share an announcement and a powerful transformation with you. Starting on January 1st, 2023, I'll be launching a one-year coaching program one-on-one with me. So if you're looking to move through inner child wounds, ancestral healing, spiritual gifts, overcoming religious trauma, or anything else you hear me speaking about on this podcast, then this program is for you. This is your opportunity to spend a year in my frequency to help you expand one-on-one straight into your nuanced, specialized, and individual needs. This is for you if you're ready, if you feel committed, if that heart is pulling you to the change that you deserve. If you feel like this is you, please message me the word, the comments, the statement, one-year love, 
on my email or on my social channels and we'll book your free call to feel in and tune in together to see if we're a good fit for this beautiful transformation. Please be aware I'm only bringing on a certain amount of people for this. So if this is you, please take this advantage before I fill up all my spots. I'm excited if this is the pull that you need and I'm excited to get in touch and honored to take this journey with you. Sending love, sending light, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an electric cast production. Hey there, fabulous souls. I'm Stephanie Baklaan. And I'm Eden Alpert. And we're the hosts of the brand new podcast, Unapologetically Fab. Get ready to join us on an amazing and real journey as we dive into life after 40 and own it. We're all about changing the narrative, leaning into who you are, and living a life by your own design. Join us as we embrace life unapologetically and redefine success. This is Unapologetically Fab. An electric cast production. See you there. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.